has a dream. We all desire truth, justice, peace, love, and joy. And yet life rarely plays fair, nice or clean with our hopes and dreams. In the Old Testament, a man named Joseph discovered that palace dreams also mean pits and prisons, trouble and tragedy, regrets and repentance. Welcome to his story. Then Judah went up to him and said, Please, my lord, let your servant speak a word to my lord. Do not be angry with your servant, though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. My lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, We have an aged father, and there is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead, and he is the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. And we said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But you told your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. So now, if the boy is not with us, when I go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees that the boy isn't there, he will die. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father. Now then, please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come upon my father. Genesis 44, 18-34 Alaska is a long way from Washington, D.C. in more ways than one. Just ask Sarah Palin who in 2008 was a young, fresh governor from the frozen tundra. Despite an 80% gubernatorial approval rate, the nation's watchdogs and media lead had a field day with Palin, who joined John McCain on the 2008 presidential Republican ticket. She was vetted, paraded, skewered, and toasted. And that was just her first week. Sarah's national coming out speech at the Republican convention reinvigorated the conservative base, challenged the status quo, and sent tremors to the liberal left. As Palin popularly confessed, the only difference between a hockey mom and a pit bull is the lipstick. Palin certainly wasn't the reincarnation of Ronald Reagan for the grand old party, but she proved no B-list actress either. What's truly remarkable is how this ordinary, obscure woman made her meteoric rise onto the national political stage. Born in Idaho and raised in Wasilla, Alaska, Palin was a champion basketball player known affectionately as Sarah Barracuda for her team leadership and Christian witness. She's a former beauty queen and television sports reporter and just your average mom until the day she ran for city council. Palin's no-nonsense political prowess and leadership made her a formidable foe, especially on issues related to fiscal irresponsibility, taxation, abortion, religion, and gun control. In 1996, she beat an incumbent mayor and spent the next 10 years being groomed for a higher calling as Alaska's governor. Two years later, John McCain tagged her as a running mate. Palin is a committed Christian, hockey mom of five children with the right stuff and spunk to make political waves. Even a McCain lost didn't dishearten Palin. She just headed back to Alaska and went back to work, though the media never stopped dogging her and her family. Still, Sarah would say, you just never know where life will lead you. Joseph and Sarah Palin have a lot in common when you think about it. 
They both understand character assassination, setbacks, the bleeding edge, and the favor of a pick. Pharaoh vetted an accused Hebrew rapist and named him just a heartbeat away from the Egyptian throne, a decision that surely wagged media tongues and ignited political fire from critics. Of course, back then, such a protest was futile and suitable for a quick desert burial. There was no freedom for the suppressed. Joseph is no Egyptian insider. He doesn't have pedigree or wealth or social security. He earned his master's degree as a slave. He's as at home with thugs and thieves as he is with princes and presidents. Joseph understands the little guy. He's been on the bottom looking up. He knows hunger and hate, pain and pressure. In fact, he probably missed life as a nomad rancher. Big city Egyptian culture has its perks, but some days the sound of bleeding sheep is attractive. Joseph, like Sarah Palin, is just an ordinary guy with an extraordinary calling. And as with Palin, he has his own private matters, family matters that is, and sometimes that means, means the need to raise some cane. In this particular episode, Judah pleads with Joseph, still not recognizing his brother, to change his mind about Benjamin. This'll kill dad, Judah begs. The boy is his only hope in life. Judah knows if he goes home without Ben, his father Jacob will have nothing left to live for. It's a situation pregnant with possibilities. Ultimately, Sarah Palin, Judah, Jacob, and Joseph remind us that we can't see everything coming. We can be equally blindsided and blessed by life. Sometimes bad things and good things happen. Sometimes daughters make mistakes. Sometimes brothers create pain. Sometimes daddies die. Sometimes mommies lead. Sometimes we get picked by princes and sometimes elected mayor of a small town in the middle of nowhere. It's not where we start that matters. In the end, it's how we finish and how we live and lead every moment in between. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, I hope you'll become a part of the Mana family and sign up today to receive our inspirational resources and mailings. At Mana Educational Services International, we work hard to inspire, insight, ignite your church, school, or organization's teachers, leaders, and parents. You can sign up and learn more at www.manasolutions.org.